you guys didn't tell me it was uh, shirtless two v one day. Both here sitting here with your six packs out, and I'm just saying, no. I'm just I'm completely naked. I you was just can really only see me confused for a second. You can only see me torso up. I'm just trying to give the visual the visuals to the listeners. <laughs> it's too cold. I'm not actually naked. It's nice out. It's nice outside, but it's cold in my house, which is a frustrating transition I have to go through as we enter spring every year. Explain to me like, how this works. I don't know how that works. I have terrible insulation in this house, so somehow it just collects cold, cold air, air and never, Wait, it never what, goes what, away. Would that be terrible insulation then, or really good insulation? No, because it goes both ways. So, like, when it's hot in the summer, I'll have my air conditioning on nonstop because it doesn't keep the cold air in when it's hot out. But when it's cold out, or when it's warm out, I, can, I don't even have any logic here. It just doesn't make any sense. It starts to get nice out, gets cold in here. Then when it gets really nice out, like summer, it's too hot in here. And everything is terrible, and this house is old and shitty. So, could open windows. That's not going to help right now. Josh, it's, not that, should, it's not that warm out. You should be a thermodynamic engineer. That oh, was yeah. the most... That was the most... Yeah. Well thought of solution that I've ever heard of, I think. Yeah, it's always best to start with the easiest solution to something. Even or, though, no, remember, I could just build a fire in here, like we talked about before. Yeah, because building right a fire is easier than opening a window. You're right. It is. I got plenty of firewood. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm glad we settled this. Is it warm yeah. enough to open the windows right now? I just no. That was what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not going to do anything. It's it's nice outside if you're hanging out in the sun, but if you tried to let in air. It's not going to change anything in here. <laughs> well, just sit outside and record. Okay, good idea. Like, right right by that busy-ass road I live by? Yeah, that, would sound, that would sound good. <laughs> that was my best impression of the cars no, rushing by. No. People can hear them if they pay attention, because there's sometimes some I can't silence enough. So, you anyway. buy a bunch of those silencing panels. But yeah, baffling? I told you about that little baffling thing on your... On your uh, you could make this at yeah. your desk. That yeah, would, that was a good idea. I, I don't would, really need it. I would. I need it because I don't like to lean into my desk. We we're just talking about that. I could turn the yeah. if you if you put that behind your microphone and then turn your recording level up really high, it wouldn't pick up as much ambient noise, and then you could kind of yeah. sit back and your voice would be clear. Yeah, like you don't have to lean I, right into it. I haven't ever really had much of a problem. I just pick up that outside noise. Um, I don't know. This would help. I'm too lazy. I think I think I have been the most consistently clear sounding track since we started doing the podcast anyway. Well, you have the master uh, version of it. That's true. That's true. You're Stop the one who puts the three dick. together. You're like while yeah. you're putting them you're like I'm going to make me this clear and yeah, you're right. going to be this clear and then Josh That's is, true. Josh has been a bitch all week so he's going to be scratchy. Yeah, and he's just scratchy all the time anyway. I don't even have to really try to make them sound bad. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? This is important you. audio engineering. Yeah, we somehow need to maybe not talk about it anymore. I feel like we've started a lot of episodes like this, but this is the 2v1 podcast. I'm Nick. Each week I'm joined by Josh. That's how you start every episode. You're Nick. This, this week. Is the 2v1 podcast. Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you no, doing? Nothing. You interrupted my intro. I was cracking a joke. <laughs> AJ joins us this week. Welcome back, AJ. What's up? Uh, 
figured figured we get a a third on. It's been a bit. Uh, I'm sick of just talking to you. Yeah, I can't stand you. <laughs> okay, that was really mean. We've got some. You're the one who start. You said it first. The, yours was way more mean. No, it wasn't. The uh, there's some new games that we have to talk about this week, and uh, before we jump into that, I just want to remind you, listener, right now, hit pause if you have not left us a rating or review on iTunes. Do it right. Do it. This is it second. good podcast etiquette to tell a listener to stop listening, even yes, if it is to do that. Does that? Yes, everybody really? does that. Yeah. Okay. Everybody. Um, everybody. I'm not kidding. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, like ones that aren't massive. Yeah, they oh. do. Um, so don't listen to Josh because he doesn't do anything to make this podcast better except I, show I, up I'm, I'm every here. week. Yeah, he that's, may, he, that's all you do. You just show he up. He contributes to the Google Doc, doesn't he? Mm, you're Usually. Starting to, you're starting I was starting to, fall to slide on. off. Yeah, oh, you're not really gosh, doing that I, much anymore. I've always done it at work, and I've been real busy this month. What the heck? So, yeah. Excuses. You have a lunch break. Anyway, now that you're back, listener, after leaving us a rating review, <laughs> that was pretty we cool. have uh, plenty of things to talk about, I think, and I kind of want to jump right into Far Cry, just because it is the most recent. I guess Nino Cooney is, but let's let's talk about Far Cry. No, Far Cry, Cry came out. I meant I meant Nino Cooney's like really recent as well, but Far Cry Five just came out, and I'm the only one playing it, and. Uh, it's a, a Far Cry game. Is that a mistake? That you're the only one playing it? No. Should I be playing it? I guess that's what I'm asking. Well, I don't know how to talk about this game. Because the thing that I think we should maybe discuss is that... I haven't played a Far Cry since the third one. And technically I played Blood Dragon like right after the third one. But those are essentially the same game. Though people consider them separate games. It's It's a weird... It's a weird thing. Blood Dragon is a standalone thing, but it's just like I put them together in my head. And I skipped 4 and Primal. Josh, you played 4. Skip Primal. And you skip Primal. And the main conversation around Far Cry 5 seems to be, well, it's more Far Cry. You it don't defi- say. It definitely is. And we've made that argument plenty of times for other sequels. Well, and it's I mean any game that has five sequels they're not radically reinventing the wheel every time they put a game out. Technically Far Cry 1 and 2 are very different from what these are. Okay. But but I know what you mean. And it is it's like a good starting point of saying it's pretty much the same game. But for some reason, I'm, like, really sensitive to this. And I don't even love 5. Like, it's fun. I'm having fun playing it. It's not amazing. But I'm, like, really sensitive to it this time because pretty much all the critical press I hear about this game is, man, what a missed opportunity this was. And I don't know what anybody was expecting from this game. (laughs) So I've heard that, too. I kind of know what they're talking about, though. Can you can you elaborate? Because I've had this discussion with multiple people now, and nobody has convinced me about what people were expecting. Uh, well, I don't really know probably as much as you. But from my initial impression is that whatever first trailer they showed, 
seemed like the game was going to delve into some highly controversial political drama mm-hmm. with what's going on in our nation right now that could possibly, I don't know what the word for it is, be kind of a lightning rod for conversation. And then later they kind of reneged on that promise or whatever they showed in the trailer, that impression, and they said it's mm. going to be more Far Cry. So I think some people who saw the initial trailer had the impression that this was going to be some social political commentary, I guess a la Wolfenstein, but about cults in the U.S. and well, I don't, I don't really know. Now, I haven't looked into what what the game. You're has. right. You're right. So that, but. But they were stupid to think that. Yes, and what is there to say about cults in modern day America? Uh, there are there's there's probably some, but do you ever hear about them? I thought it had more to do with like the alt right Trump. Now that's what I that's the impression that just, I got from the press. So sure. Which which is what I think was a big fucking problem. And what bothers me the most is the only reason that got associated with this game was because it takes place in America. It's... That's it. It's a Far Cry game. It's obviously going to be about gun warship because that's what it has been. <laughs> that's what a lot so of like, video games are, period. That's what a lot of shooters in video games are. So, like, what... What was this going to say while maintaining the framework of a shooter? I feel like people were looking for an indictment on and and how would you and how would they have done that? How could you possibly do that when the entire focus of the game is to murder people? Hey man, I didn't design this uh, game oh, or put no, it out as No. I'm not I'm not coming at you. Yeah, I know. I'm just I... saying I'm just saying like that this this entire like tear down of the game for that reason alone not really that it's kind of just a whatever additional far cry game like it's really frustrating it's it's like what did you expect it to say like what could it have said other than not exist anymore and say hey we're not making these games anymore because we think there's too much gun violence today like that would be the statement not something in the game where you're murdering a ton of people <laughs> Like what? What could it possibly do? I, I, I kind of know what you're saying. I don't know that the gun violence thing was what was the hot button in the nation though when this, when this press release became. So I ask again. I, are you I, saying? Are you saying people that support Trump, regardless of your thoughts on that, are you saying they're a cult? Is that what people were thinking they are? I, they're a cult. I I think that the people who wanted that indictment of our president and his followers yeah. in the video game are disappointed i think they're stupid to think that but i think they yeah. saw that trailer and said oh wow this is going to be a game where we can the president's a bad guy it's going to be some meta alt history a la and, a la wolfenstein with what's going on in the u.s and that's which, what and that's what people got I excited think, about i and, don't think wolfenstein really did that anyway because you're going into that game 
you're killing Nazis. The, the series is established. Well, it didn't really even have anything to say about anything modern times. They they latched on to that in a bad way, I think, for marketing. I think um, I think they kind of had some cool uh, what happened if what would racism be like if uh, uh, well, of course, but it's about Nazis, like real Nazis. Yeah, like, but yeah, the, definitely. But the clan was involved. Like there was missions where the clan was talking to the Nazis. There was a lot of stuff in that game that is pretty uh, advanced for video games. I would say. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't agree. I don't. I haven't played. I guess as much as you guys to have that I thought, opinion. I but... thought. I thought Wolfenstein Two was very just okay with not a whole lot to say. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, the the going back to again. Yeah, maybe maybe people set their expectations too high on like that one trailer. And the fact that they came out and said, "No, that's not what this is." Like that shouldn't even be a conversation anymore now that the game's out. So, I just wanted to somewhat address that. Uh, Josh, you were you've been quiet. I don't know if you have any thoughts. He's pissed it's not an indictment on our president. <laughs> no, I I we have a guest. I was letting AJ talk. Uh, okay. Letting you two How converse nice for a little. I know. I'm just trying to be kind. Uh, <laughs> remember the 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 term I coined a while ago, the coined. assassin the Assassin's Creed syndrome. Yeah, I was hoping you... that Far Cry would experience that same sort of idea. That I think I think this is the last Far Cry before they change, before they make changes like, to the series. Creed made enough just minor changes that it did. You know, it, it obviously still felt like a Creed game, but it also had inklings of things that weren't in prior Creed games that made it feel a bit different. And yeah. I I personally wanted that to happen with Far Cry as well, and it's sounding like it didn't. I didn't expect that at all. Well, there was like, like two year two two years, right? Two year cycles from Primal. They prob- skipped a year, I think. Probably so it, it, yeah. kind of the same idea of what happened with Creed. Technically, they did make changes like that in this game. So, like, we're all, we're kind of not really talking a lot about the gameplay because it's kind of you know unknown quantity. Do you shoot? Okay, but, well, um, yeah. Let me interject. What? I've never played a Far Cry game, so really? I don't I don't know anything about the gameplay other than I've watched trailers and stuff, and it looks like a first person shooter. So it's an okay. right now. You're we, the studio executive. It trying to sell me on why to play this far cry game go they're open world first person shooters yeah focus on well semi-focus on hunting uh which they started that with i think they started that with two but it's this open world just big playground pretty much which there really aren't many first person shooters that do that like i guess fallout technically would fall under this category way more of an rpg though with way more story driven quest driven stuff would half-life kind of be the original far cry no Mm -mm. no half-life i've thought about this a lot and quick tangent half-life 2 did something so amazing in that it made it feel like it was an open world game but it absolutely was not well i'm not speaking that it's an open world game but i just mean that they made the physics and stuff and the engine so good in that game that people played in the linear game like it was an open world game with yeah. all the gravity tools it, and if, stuff it had like, like toys and yeah. stuff and like yeah options yeah i mean far cry is i would never even really think about 
con- uh, comparing it to Half Life. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I mean, think about it. It's it's like a role playing first person shooter, only not with the depth of quests like a Fallout, pretty much. And it has all this other focus on again hunting animals, getting their skins. That used to be a thing that you you used to upgrade like how much ammo you can carry or whatever in three and four and primal. But they got rid of that. They like streamlined that whole thing for five, which I at first I was like, well, I thought I was gonna hunt animals and skin them and craft things and that would be fun, but I actually kind of don't care that they got rid of that because that was kind of a waste of time in a way. Like in three it was fun to look at your inventory and say, I need to upgrade this ammo pouch so I can carry more bullets for this gun. And it was like this novel thing of looking on the map and finding this specific animal type is in this location and going and killing them. But, like, I skipped 4 in Primal, and I'm glad I did. And they took that out of 5. Now when you kill an animal, you just skin it, and then you sell its skin for money because everything is just based on money now. It's one currency, it's streamlined, it's easier. And I actually kind of like that because it just gets you more into unlocking different guns faster, messing around with different things faster, because you only have this one currency, which is money. And I think that's more fun. So it sounds uh, like the progression of like a Call of Duty games multiplayer that you earn perks yeah. and stuff based on how many kills you get only put into an open world format where you have to earn it via shooting bears. Yeah, and you, and they they added this whole that's how the perks work like you kill so many things with this gun type and then you get a perk point and then you can unlock things in a skill tree. And like it's not super in depth like the stuff in the skill tree is pretty common stuff that you've seen in other role-playing games over the years. Not really anything worth talking about too much. There, there's a couple that actually impact how you traverse the world. Like, you get a grappling hook, which is pretty cool. You can, like, scale mountains and stuff, like rock climbing. Um, But, yeah, it's just kind of this big open playground. And it's a big open playground murder simulator. <laughs> That's it. And you're fighting off this... We didn't even talk about the story... You, the, you're fighting off some cult that has taken over this portion of Montana and there's this charismatic leader that looks like our friend Larry, which is so funny to me. It is awesome. Jo- yeah, Josh, next time you yeah, look at a, look. a screenshot of him, he looks. He reminds me so much of Larry. It's did hilarious. you just realize this while playing or did you never see him I re- prior to? I realized it while playing. I, I didn't think about it in the promotional stuff. but huh. Larry is totally charismatic enough to run a cult as well (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this guy's running this cult and they're a doomsday cult all about the world is coming to an end and they um they take this inciting event of you coming to arrest them because the game starts out with uh cell phone footage of somebody being having their eyes poked out by this guy and then they essentially kidnap him. So you come in with the local authorities and a U.S. Marshal and you're like, we're arresting you. And shit goes crazy and the opening was really intense. I actually thought it was awesome. And then uh, now because you came to take them, that was their prophetic doomsday initiation. Cataclysmic event. 
Yeah, it was. That's they were like, "Oh, somebody's gonna try and stop us." And like, once that happens, now the things are set in motion. It's that's kind of that, cool. that's a bit of a cop out for a doomsday event. It's 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 a, dude, that's a the, yeah. That's I mean, going back to if you're a cult like that, you you gotta expect at some point someone's gonna try to stop you. That's like, yeah, it's yeah. stupid. The, this it's game story is stupid. Anybody expecting any kind of depth from this story, going back all the way to your manager expectations. No, no way in hell was this game going to have anything interesting to say. So for me, like, I don't see why I would choose to play Far Cry over, like, a more linear first-person shooter, like, say, a Call of Duty campaign. Well, because it's, yeah, it's not linear, it's more open-ended. It still has all these crazy moments, like, that are just weird and off-the-wall and ridiculous. Like, really ridiculous. That, That became one of the defining traits of modern Far Cry is that every so often there would be these insane quests that you kind of just couldn't believe what was happening. They started doing drugs. Like, they they loved throwing in drugs. Now there's just an entire third portion of this game focused around hallucinogenics. And it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't have a good story. If you're looking to play that game for that reason, don't. But if you if, love if, LSD, this is the game for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even the drug stuff hasn't even been good in this one, but I didn't know what it was like in four or primal. Though that was like a really big key moment in Far Cry Three when you tripped, like that was crazy and people loved it and it was good. It was well done. It was funny, but um, was it transforming? It changed my life. Yeah, it totally changed the course of my life. It made me reevaluate everything I was doing. Yeah, it's we're going long on this. Yeah, um, I just. Far, it's fun. It's a fun game. The thing, I, the other thing I wanted to talk about, but we don't really have to, is just like, how do you how do you criticize something well if you have played every entry in the series and then it just continues to get like rote and not exciting? Whereas I took a break from two of the entries and I'm pumped to be playing this game. Like, is my opinion different? Like, my opinion's different, but like. Does it have any more merit? You know, your opinion doesn't have any merit, regardless. Ever, you're yeah, right. So it doesn't. Just need but to point that out. It's just something. It's just something to think about. Because, like I said at the very beginning, we're always quick to be like, "Oh, it's just another one of those games," and like kind of just throw that aside. But I think there is something to if you've never played one, go ahead and play this one. Or if you skipped two of them, still play this one. Like it's fun. It's a very, it's a very different thing. That like, being said, you can enjoy something while also maybe not agreeing with proper criticism of it. Yeah. Oh, totally. You and you can hate or like you can love almost universally acclaimed bad things. Yeah. Like Metal Gear Survive. Like yeah. we love Metal Gear Survive. Or like so. or like Dark Souls or Demon Souls or yeah. You're not gonna get any backup there from probably anybody. So good one. That was a big fail. Uh, and he got so pissed. <laughs> you guys, Nick got so pissed when you talk shit on Dark Souls right there. <laughs> he must reach through the screen and choked you. I, uh, it's the I goal just, of every podcast. Yeah. All right. Last what's... thing. I, last thing I want to say about this because this is a plug for something else that I think is fucking fascinating. There's a documentary on Netflix that is incredibly appropriate for the release of Far Cry 5. You know, I said, I said, oh, are cults really a real threat or problem or whatever? There's this documentary series on Netflix that just came out called Wild Wild Country that is absolutely about this. I thought I read something about Far Cry, like, 
their cult research was coinciding with some kind of docudrama that was coming out. So that literally just came out, I think, within the last couple weeks. I even I think sooner than that. I, about it. I just saw the trailer on it last night. Yeah, on Netflix. I, I had, I cannot believe I've never heard of this event that happened in Oregon. You know, similar location as Far Cry Five. I cannot believe I've never heard of this in our country's history. They never. sweep that it kind is, of stuff under the rug. It is fucking crazy, and it is super interesting. I'm like three episodes in. I don't know how many it is, but it is it is very fascinating and well worth watching. And it it just kind of negates what I just said is cult are cults really a problem? But this was like 20 years ago, 30 years ago now, actually. But yeah, just wanted to plug that because it's really cool. How's Far Cry and look? Looks good. I've I've hit some bugs. I've hit some game breaking bugs, which is really fucking frustrating from a game gigantic resource heavy company like Ubisoft. Ga- um, game breaking. I've had to reload a couple things. I've had to, I've been stuck in geometry a couple times. Um, yeah, uh, there was a quest that I just couldn't complete, and I had to like restart it. Uh, that was awesome. So that that sucks, but. For the most part, looks good. I'm playing it on a regular PS4. I heard that, I heard that um load times were bad. The first load time takes a little bit, and then it's like a normal modern game. It's not like anything crazy. Wait, so. you said you're playing on PS4? Yeah, I got it to play co-op with um, uh, Ty. Yeah, like there's all this other stuff. I'll talk more about this game again next week. We talked about it. I for was a while. confused why you didn't get it on PC. I would have definitely got it on PC. Yeah, but that was the reason. To do some of the co-op stuff. That's cool. So every time I see Sorry gameplay of it online, I just, I like kind of admire how it looks. Like I just want to see. Yeah, it. like I think it looks good. At least in the in the stuff they show, it looks pretty good. Montana is beautiful. I think I think that's the other draw to those games is just the locale. Yeah. You know, the money that's involved in them. Where would you like the next Far Cry yeah. to take place? Uh, in space. I was oh, going to say that on the moon. Or, like, on Mars. I want it to take place very far in the future in a very established random science fiction planet. You were, like... just insane. You were ready with that answer. Like, you've been thinking about it. I haven't, really. But, that I mean, that's what I want. I don't know where else they could go. I mean, Africa was really cool in 2. The random tropical location of 3. I don't even know where that was supposed to take place. I would have loved to play four. I just put four it was off really forever. good. You should have yeah, played four. I, yeah, I just put it off for so long and never got around Is to it, it. So it's three that they are re-released that they re-released with this, right? Yeah, you okay. technically could get a copy of three with. I think it comes the with a season special, pass. special version of this or something. Yeah, the season pass yeah. stuff looks cool. It actually has what you wanted from one of them. It has a space. It has thing. a space I, one. I'm waiting to hear how they are before I even consider getting any of them. Yeah. yeah, let's stop talking about Far Cry. I didn't mean to go that long. I just thought there was a lot to cover there outside of the actual game. So, a lot to what? cover about a game that is not very different from the prior entries. It's not. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's totally revolutionary. It's not. It's it's what it it is what it is, and I'm at, having fun with it. At least you aren't climbing towers anymore. No. Nope. All right, Josh. Quit mm-hmm. talking about Far Cry. Yeah, we should stop talking about Far Cry. Tell me about Nino Cooney, because I've been trying to hear about it. Yeah, I've been trying to hear about it. Uh, you know that 
you know when you're playing i guess when you're playing street fighter like when i'm playing dragon ball you know that feeling you get that rage inside of you whenever you lose where you love the game that you're playing but sometimes you really want to just break that disc in half yeah if there was a word for the opposite of that feeling it would be playing nino kuni 2 so the opposite of rage joy joy sure i don't know I think there's a t- I think there's a lot of words for the opposite of rage, but continue. Well, yeah, that's a weird comparison. I was you made really right I was there. really uh, trying to make I, some sort of interesting comparison. As soon as you brought up the fighting games, I was like, "What the fuck are you?" I don't know. Doing? I thought I thought that crossed my mind the other day. I'm like, I I love playing Dragon Ball, but sometimes I'm playing online. I just fucking hate that game. Like, I get really really upset. Yeah. And then I play Nino Kuni, and it's just like I'm just real relaxed and just having yeah. fun, and it's and it's a joy to be playing. Like it's a, it's a stress free sort of game. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know how one was, I never played one, but two for the most part has just been a fairy tale that you get to play through as with a little group of weird race An- men, anime. furries. I don't know. What would you call them? Anime people, anime people. Like you're a cat person, man. That's your I main think you're a furry. It's pretty What's common in anime. What's a furry? Are you joking, Josh? No. You don't know what a furry is. No, it's a... you've never heard that. I think I've heard the term, but I don't really know what that. What is it? What's it's it like mean? a lifestyle of people that wear mascot outfits, pretty much, or just animals, and become. They kind of oh. role play as a cartoon animal version of a person, and they've been known. To get really into it, we'll say. Like eating from dog bowls and stuff like that. How have you never heard of this, Josh? You know, it's one of those things that I probably have and just decided not to remember anything about. Kind of like what Good Friday is. You are you are just... How do you live? <laughs> how do you accomplish any task? Why do you need to life? know that information? Why, why like, do you need do you, to know how that? How do you forget something that fucking weird? Because it doesn't I, matter. I don't know. I don't know. I actually read an article the other day. Nothing tangent. matters to you, apparently. <laughs> I read an article the other day that signs of forgetfulness about of like useless information like that leads That's to signs of useless. a higher IQ, like a higher. Shut the fuck I'm up! I'm being dead Shut serious. Up. I'm being 100. The percent There have been up. studies about that. Anyways, I don't. I don't accept those studies at all. Anyways, it sounds like a cosmopolitan article. Yeah, that's no, no. Like it's like scientific bullshit. studies, like. Oh, what scientists? Where were they from? It's from the Inquirer. <laughs> yeah, President Trump tweeted about it. Tweeted about it. That's oh, oh, definitely, definitely accurate information. Yeah. Then, uh, wow. Okay, that was a sidebar. Uh, so, ask me questions well, about Nino. Well, Kuni. seriously, Josh, like that—that that is context of Nino Kuni too that you didn't even understand. Like that is legitimately some of the characters in the that game. <laughs> They're animal people. There are people that are people plus animals. Yeah, but I'm not going to think about. I'm are. not going to think about furries while playing that. It's if I so see obvious. I never even didn't knew even that's cross what my these mind. Games were didn't even cross because my you mind. don't because you don't know what they are. <laughs> okay, ask anyway. me questions about Nino Cooney. Uh, I try. Isn't I was it try, beautiful? I was trying to think of a furry question, but I couldn't come up with one. I couldn't either. I couldn't yeah, do so anything fast enough. Ghibli wasn't involved with this one, but it totally has that look of a Ghibli film. It, yeah. it's, you're you're just playing a Ghibli film. So yes, so yes, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It looks stunning. Yes. However, I do not like. There's like a transition. The, whenever you're in the overworld, you're like a little chib, chibi, 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 chibi character. Yeah. Um, that's probably the thing I like least about it so far, 
because you walk you can you walk pretty slowly um, that's <laughs> you don't like it because you walk slow well you, you gotta tra- you traverse this whole world in your little chibi form with your characters and to get to the actual like locations where you run around and yeah it's not that i hate it i just think it's the it's the thing that i like least so far is that so that's yeah. my issue with the game is like all the cutscenes look cool everything looks cool like the presentation of it all looks cool cool but then like any like thing that actually shows you playing the game it just doesn't look wait like what it would be well there no, the chibi thing is only of... that overworld thing yeah, that's but not that's true, not, Josh. That's what I'm saying. Walking around, doing the combat, like all there's the like the, the game, the tactical, the, the game the portions, yeah. the game portions of this game are what look not impressive to me. Your your actual action stuff, AJ, when you're fighting things, it is the normal style. Yeah, yeah no, I know. That's I'm why not, I was confused. Yeah. I'm not talking about chibi versus the look of oh. regular. I just mean gotcha, gotcha. That anytime I see you controlling a character, any any footage I see of actual gameplay like yeah. not that's just not story cutscenes and stuff like that is what yeah looks to me like kind of meh it's it's it is no different from really any other third person ha- like beat em up hack and slash game that's all it is it's, it's it looks a lot more mashy. basic than a hack and slash game. It, oh, yeah, it, is. it looks it, is. it looks just button you have you have to it your heavy and your light attack you can jump in battle uh you activate your higgle d's which we never mentioned but the, you the pikmin you, Little dead Pikmin, you activate your Higgledies in battle, and you have magic attacks. That's wait, they're dead Pikmin. They look like dead Pikmin because their eyes are like they they're like oh. swirly, looking weird. So you command a corpse army. Yes, exactly. That is yes. Isn't the subtitle of this called Revenant Kingdom? A corpse army yes. of vegetables. Yeah, corpse vegetables. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Got it. We solved Higgledies. So that sounds uh... pretty cool, actually. Now that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, combat is pretty straightforward. Even though there are, there is a lot going on, like whenever you're fighting a bunch of enemies at once or a boss, there's okay. a whole lot going on yeah, in like, that game. I so think you have to how manage are the boss your fights. Are they cool? Yeah, I've only had, I've had some sub like mini boss fights, and I I just had one major boss fight today. Um, and it's because like the whole tutorial in the beginning takes quite a while to get everything down. Like, I, it wasn't until seven ish hours in that I actually started to build my kingdom. I did not realize you played that much already. I'm like 10 hours, I think. Ten hours wow. Yeah, so it took about seven hours to get to the actual kingdom building. Um, they don't introduce the whole skirmish aspect of it until a couple hours in. Um, Have you done that yet? Yeah, I actually think it's kind of fun. Um, you could play RTSs now. You're getting some real experience with that. Yeah, and it's so funny to me because this Nino Kuni 2 is like three games in one. Like that whole skirmish yeah. thing could be its own game. The whole base building yeah. thing could be its, its own game. And yeah. And I, I really appreciate how you can switch from what you want to be doing at any point in time. Like, if I want to do skirmishes, I'll go do skirmishes. Yeah. If I want to spend an hour upgrading my kingdom and building new buildings and crafting new recipes, I can do that. If I want to continue the story, I go do that. Like, it's it's really nice to have that sort of choice. Do you have a lot of agency over the kingdom? Like, are you putting where buildings yeah. are or are they set locations? Uh, the buildings are set locations. But... Hmm. I mean that really doesn't matter where you put the building. It it does. <laughs> I think it does. That goes that takes away a pretty big aspect of actually like laying out how you want to lay it out. As of now, it's just that you have your plots and it says you can build this building here. Yeah. Um, so so you're kind of just going through motions then. You're not actually like Well, it's more it's more so once you do get that built. Like you you can assign like up to 5 or 6 P 
people to each of your buildings, which help with yeah. your upgrading, and you can actually pick and choose who goes where, who works where. So- sounds like Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, it, you know what it is. It is. I was yeah. thinking. I was Survive. thinking Assassin's Creed Two. Uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed 2, another good example of just a set thing that you were just tossing money into, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Um, the, How's the story? You're in, you're interested? Yeah, and I think it's because... It cause starts I, off pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think it's because I like all the characters so far. Um, And there, there were points in the very beginning, like first hour or two of gameplay, where I kind of rolled my eyes a bit, but then I really... I expect but, it to be very groany but then anime. i but then anime yeah. is groany then go, yeah. yeah and then going forward i i realize that you're you're just playing a fairy tale like an anime so all of this yeah. is expected and since then you know i i actually really enjoyed what's been happening i don't want to say too much but the story itself is supposed to be a lot darker than the last one which i haven't really seen yet um mm. i got to a i just finished this quest line where i was trying to help this other kingdom out that is based purely on gambling. And okay. that whole storyline I thought was kind of cool. Like how they, the the government controls everything through gambling and the citizens aren't aware that everything is rigged and you then have to go through the motions of explaining to them and figuring out how everything is rigged and then exposing them. And wow. Yeah. That whole thing was actually kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just tearing down this way of life for everybody. Yeah. Just basically ruining their lives. Yes. Well, you're helping them. You're helping them overall, but yeah, that initial shock of, oh shit, everything was a lie. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> they they introduce the city, like they go through, I guess, this monthly thing where they have this giant statue that rolls dice, which is what then, like that dice is what is law, I guess. Oh my god. Yeah, ex- yeah and listen <laughs> to this. So the first time you go in there, they're having this monthly thing where everyone comes together and they ro- this dice gets rolled and whatever comes up the number is how much tax you pay for that month. So if, if the dice is a one, you actually don't pay any tax. And the last three months, it was like a six, which is 600 times normal tax amount. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of dark, I guess. That's if you interesting. think about it. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting yeah. city. So then, you know, again, you go through the motions of figuring out and getting the people in trouble who are controlling that. And, there's a bunch to it that I want to get into because of spoiler territory. Right. But yeah. So my last question, I guess, is, is it as easy as everybody's saying it is? Um, that's a hard because, question. Because the, the thing that I have no interest in, other than it looking cool and maybe the setting is cool, is like literally every other aspect of the game that's, like, a, I don't, that's the point i was making earlier yeah, is like right, anytime yeah. they show any play anybody playing the game i'm like well this doesn't look that fun to play yeah like I'd it like doesn't it see doesn't all of it but yeah it doesn't look like something i'd actually like any single moment of doing anything. i personally really like the battles um just because of how much there is to how much control you have over them and what you're smiling it looks very similar to me uh, to Final F- Final Fantasy fifteen, and, and you know what? Very well, maybe. And yeah, if that's the type of thing you like, then yeah, it's you're obviously going to like the battle system in this because that's what it is. It's very, it's basic yeah. and straightforward enough that you can get by without really doing any of the other stuff. Not thinking, not thinking, but turning I, your brain off. I like the other stuff in it. 
Like I, yeah. I like activating my Higgledies and switching my swords and controlling my magic consumption. And you, you have the agency to do that as a player. It's just if you choose to do that or not. Yeah. Um, I have had a couple battles where I tried to take down like higher level enemies and I died. So Oh, so you only died because you went out of your way to try something. It was a side right? it was a side quest that and there are like buffed monsters you come across where your levels yeah. might be the same, but it has some special abilities to it. And there are mm. dungeons to explore with tougher monsters in them. And like all the heavy monsters or all like the main bosses are named in a list that you can go through. Um, very much like Final Fantasy. Now that I think about it. Fifteen. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, yeah. I think it. I think it's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough question to answer. Because I, I did hear a lot of that too, but I don't think that that's not the point of this game. I feel like, like I don't. Well, I don't really. Yeah, it's not. So, I wouldn't want to be challenging, difficult like that. No. Yeah, but it's like. I mean, I'd argue. Go, I'd argue like. Breath of the Wild isn't challenging. If you that's not that's not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. I wasn't really trying to make a point at all. Actually, it's just that maybe maybe if there was some sort of challenge to that really simple kind of gameplay, then it would be more enticing. But but if it really is just you can go in, it's not it's already not that it's like has all these systems happening that don't really matter, and that's that's what's lame. I think like yeah, you can engage with them if you want, but the game doesn't actually try and force you or make you or challenge you to use different things or whatever that's what i'm saying like it would have to have an absolutely stellar story to go through all of that stuff for me i think how long is it i heard like 30 ish if yeah. you just uh, do the main story if you just do the main then longer for all side quests yeah, it's pretty long yeah like you could there's yeah. over 100 citizens you can get for your kingdom that it's all side quest related so there's 100 over 100 side quests alone pretty much yeah um yeah that's yeah i i feel like we've had these conversations in the past about difficulties in game in games mm -hmm. and certain not games not don't not to it. rehash that argument or anything but i don't i feel like that's not a, an argument to be had against nino kuni 2 is it not being well enough? it's because it has all of these other things happening yeah, like, but it has all of this crazy shit that you're supposed to learn and engage with. But if you don't need to, then what's the point? That that's all I'm saying. You don't need to, but it it makes your life a lot easier in battle. I kind of I don't know if I agree with that, Nick. No, the, no, it sounds like you don't have to. Is what is what well, I. I mean, like, there's only really the battles that I've seen. You just go in and you just wa you just wail on something. You don't even you don't even have to think about it. And that was my problem with Final Fantasy 15. Well, even the other stuff you don't have to think about really. Like the activating your magic, you hold down a right trigger and you press a face button. That's not much to think about. Like that's never mind. Let's just you're I don't, just totally missing I, what I'm I trying guess to I'm say. missing your. So I, it's, I am. You are. You are completely missing and, what I'm trying and to say. I don't say, even want to get. It, I don't even want to get into Final Fantasy 15 because there was a a lot to that battle system. But you didn't need to do it, is my point. That's my point. You didn't need to do that. You didn't need to do any of that. That, so, that, that is what I'm trying to say. So can I get a transition here? Yeah. It's my turn to we talk? Can, we, we, can jump, we can jump off Nino Cooney. We're, we're throwing you um, the alley-oop, AJ. I can, build, I can build from this point, actually, that we're talking okay. about right here. Uh, I won't talk too long about it because I know you guys don't care. But I had to come on here and give Monster Hunter its due diligence on 2v1 podcasts. It got that. It got a small mention from the heathen himself, James, <laughs> yeah. Jim. But 
and shout out because he's a monster hunter lover. And anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, one of the things that that game did well is it has a ton of complex systems in it, and along the way. There was definitely some quests that were like difficulty checks that were like, if you don't know how to do these certain things, you're not going to be able to pass this portion of the game. That is exactly what I was trying to say with Nino Kuni. Which, <laughs> by the end of the game, I'm on the the final like three, two or three monsters. Like You need to have a mastery of at least what to craft and what to what status buffs to apply and what type of offense you need to do on certain monsters and it's been because of all that it's been a super rewarding game Mm -hmm. they paced it out really well a lot of the lower stuff lower rank easier quests you can kind of pick a weapon and just kind of mash mash your way through the game yeah and uh I think some of the weapons kind of allow for that more than others, even even in some of the end game fighting. Um, just like the way they're designed, you know, they don't force you into as much animation heavy stuff where you get stuck and you can't dodge. You know what I mean? Hmm. But uh, I'm over a hundred hours in that game, and I honestly could, if there was enough monster variety i could play another hundred yeah like if they had more stuff to for me to hunt i don't i don't think i'll put another hundred in it hunting the same 40 monsters that i've been hunting the entire game but you know everyone kind of talked about when it came out about how complicated and stuff the game is and i yeah i think they did an excellent job of laying out all that stuff um i mean i did have to go to some wiki pages to figure out what this was and how to use this but i kind of think that's to be expected from rpgs i mean i did that all through souls yeah too you know what i mean yeah so i don't know it's a cool game uh i wish you guys played it because it it was i had way more fun than it than i had uh than i had expected to and, uh, and yeah. if they continue with content all year, I'll gladly be jumping back in. I bet they'll support the hell out of that game. Yeah, which would be sweet. That yeah, with cool. how it's sold and everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were over 16 million, I think, at one point. Is that a... I don't uh, remember. I, it's a lot. I think it is 16 million. I could be wrong. I know I logged in one day and they gave me like a big gift, like all this, all these oh, items yeah. that were like... So, it's it's cool. I mean... I really think that game has some of the coolest weapons in any game, period. Definitely unique. Yeah. And yeah. some of the, like, some of the management with, like, stamina plus sharpness plus, like, the management of the weapons, like, all the meters you have to manage, like, building a charge or all this stuff is, is really, it makes it, some of the combat, like, really, uh, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it forces you to kind of plan a little bit yeah. more than, I don't know. It's a cool, it's a cool game. Uh, everyone should play it. That has any interest in it. I was talking, I think, to, I think everybody already is playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to you guys, uh, a couple days ago. I just, I like the, I just like beast hunting in general. I think that's a great, 
for me personally, that's a great uh, hook yeah. for a game. I mean, I loved it in Horizon and Monster Hunter and what else were we talking about? Bloodborne and the Souls games. Yeah. <laughs> so just just throw some beasts at me, let me carve them up. I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but systems, I think it's cool when the game forces you to use them. I to yeah. to agree with what Josh said a little bit though. I do like that sometimes games allow for more depth that you don't necessarily need. Like I don't sure. know that just because it's there it has to be it it needs to be used. It doesn't. But if but if the basic thing itself if you don't even have to delve into that depth at all and the basic thing is very basic. I don't want to do that for 40 hours, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, like, even, like, this is a hard, hard comparison to make, but I feel like you can kind of hack your way through Blood Soul, Bloodborne and Dark Souls a little bit. You absolutely without, can. Without using some of their more RPG like, yes. elements. Yeah. And I don't, that's not a knock on those games. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking Nino Kuni. Every, if, I don't want to play it. That's what I. That's my thing. That that's all. I there's just again. It's always it's always anything I say is me making an opinion. Yeah, I'm stating not, an opinion. I'm just <laughs> so I. You're right. I'm like having Dark dialogue. Souls, I'm not criticizing you for. I, well, I was waiting for Josh to say that too. I, I was waiting for Josh to say, "Well, I did one thing in Dark Souls and never did whatever, and it's a shitty game." Well, I wouldn't. I would. I would never. Hold on, hold on. Do your impression of Josh one more time, real quick, for me. I'm an idiot. I don't like Dark Souls. <sighs> Fuck that. I like to toast my cheese sandwiches. I only like the Surge. The Surge is the best Dark Souls game. <laughs> it, is, it is the best Dark Souls game. Um, I would never try to convince you to play Nino Kuni, though, because you didn't get through Final Fantasy XV. And, like, the more I think about it, the games do kind of have very similar systems. Yeah. So. I mean, that. long story short, like, yeah, it might have all these things that you don't necessarily have to engage with to enjoy it, but I, I find that disappointing. So I guess, like, what I'm at, what I'm the point I'm making is if it did force you to use some of those systems, you'd have more interest in it. I'd be more interested. I think. Yeah. Like if I couldn't just go in there and just jam on whatever the attack button is over and over and, and just get a different sword throughout the game. But why that would be cool? Why does the game have to force you to do it for you to enjoy it though? Like That's if it's point. there and you can take I advantage want, of it, I want some kind of, I for exactly what you said you like Monster Hunter for, where you needed to actually like it reinforced all well, of these different things happening. It, it did, but in Monster Hunter, I was doing it a lot, a lot before. Like the only reason I can speak on Monster Hunter is because I'm playing it with two friends. I we all got it at the same time, and neither of them have ever played anything this deep. So okay, I dove into the game and was reading every article or item that I picked up, like what its uses were, and you know what I mean. Like my entire yeah. way through the game, I was using the systems that are in the game to, and it's only that you get to these hard parts and they're like, "Oh, I can't do this and I can't do this," and I'm like, "Oh, well, if you craft this defense up potion or whatever, then every time he hits you, it's not going to one hit kill you. You can get hit and then you can heal." So like I. I gave them the knowledge that they needed to get past it. Do you know what I mean? But I was doing that from the beginning. I just, the game's designed really well. I don't know. I'm kind of arguing against myself here. Yeah. I mean, the pro the, the main problem I have, and, and Josh is absolutely correct. And why I lost interest in final fantasy is the basic 
first thing you do all the time isn't interesting alone. And then even then it has all these things like I don't care enough to look into it because I don't like it in the first place. Yeah. I like all of that. I like all of that in Dark Souls because I like literally swinging a sword in Dark Souls. Yeah, no, you can put you can put anything in my hand in Dark Souls and I'll find fun with it. Yeah, I'm not. So, re- so then, so then I'm encouraged to look into the other stuff because that's how I play games like this anyway. Where in Nino Kuni or whatever Final Fantasy, even Monster Hunter, because I didn't want to do it in Monster Hunter yeah. either. Like, if I don't like that first basic act, then you're not encouraged. E- even to, if even nothing, if it has all this other stuff, there's even nothing if it driving you to go pursue yeah, that. How, even, how would you even explain? If it doesn't even enforce any of that, then whatever you know. Yeah, I don't know. Come, come just, at me, Joe. I, I, I want to come on. No, there's nothing. There's it's just nothing me, to but I, I just want to. I want about. more examples because that's what I thought you were gonna. I thought you. Had well, no, I was why. trying to. I was gonna ask about like real turn-based RPG games. Yeah, like what's? But then I realized we don't really talk about those too often. And I don't even know. I don't play them anymore. Play them at all either. <laughs> I don't so. really play them anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you get you get into you definitely get into a rhythm of repetition yeah. in turn-based games. And that's what I was going to yeah. try to get to, but the, I couldn't think of it. The only thing. thing that's interesting with classic turn-based role-playing, like good ones, is what? when they throw a boss at you that you don't know how to handle. What like, was the last one you played? Thing. Darkest Dungeon? Uh, th- see, Darkest Dungeon I like for other reasons, not necessarily the gameplay, but it, but it, it does a good job of totally throwing different things at you. So you have to, you have to change how you're approaching bosses and enemies, environments like you, you do have to constantly adapt in Darkest Dungeon. But, um, I was going to say something like, I think it might go as far back as playing Lost Odyssey is like the last classic turn-based game i played so and that that game did a good job of like making you learn things you go constantly changing your play style etc etc so you you remember when we had a couple weeks ago we had the conversation about like what's an rpg yeah um everything every video game well yeah they're definitely putting rpg elements in every video game now we're kind of getting closer to the one game that does everything and honestly josh when you're talking about nino cooney with the ability to do base building and all this that's what it does everything (laughs) that's what i was thinking of like i don't know that i necessarily want that in my games to have i'd I'd rather have them have a tight focus than uh, but 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 the thing is is every one of those individual elements are a tightly tuned thing yeah that's fine i didn't say it because i didn't have any merit saying it i was just saying i was thinking it when Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> and and they and loud. they all make sense for what the game is and trying and it's trying to do like the you're building a kingdom you're you you're are building that a is kingdom. the point of the game yeah. you are building a kingdom so it, it but, makes sense to be able to actually have some form of an agency over building your kingdom yeah um anyways back to the RPG thing the I guess ability or requirement to to rebuild your character or use buffs or whatever to get past this next portion of the game is like the classic element of an rpg that i feel like is necessary for it to be an rpg i don't agree you don't no that's not how elder scrolls games work that's not how there's yeah Witcher works yeah that's... but there's like some form of that in both of um, those games not necessarily like the, those are those are examples of games where you can stick to a build and 
and that's it. I yeah, mean, but you can do that, and th- you can do that in Dark Souls too. I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have to stick to a build to, for it to be an RPG. The fact that you can make a build is what is what supports that. I don't know. Th- this is a dumb conversation. I just was. You lost me. A hey, bit. what's your yeah. what's your argument then on Witcher then? Now that you bring that up, Nick, because it was kind of the same. You hated the gameplay in that, didn't you? I I didn't like um. It got repetitive. Yeah, and that's what we were just talking about with Neo Cooney is the repetitive actions. Um, I liked I liked slicing up monsters whenever I had to do it, but and you had to. I mean, you had to do. I don't know. You're you're right. I like. This goes back to the other thing with Nino Cooney. That's why I asked about the story. I don't really have any interest in that game's story either. Whereas I fucking adore the Witcher universe and series and whatever. So like, I was I I can look past all that anyway because I'm a biased fanboy. But I also forced myself to play those games kind of differently as, over the course, especially over three. I respect all the time. Yeah, I did like too. what uh, what abilities I was using, what bombs and whatever like i went out of my way to try and make it interesting so and just cutting people up in that game was satisfying because it's fucking gory as hell yeah (laughs) Yeah. so there's that too okay but uh yeah i'm going to continue to sing time in nino kenny good i didn't i'm as always not trying to tear down your like of it we just get off into these things where Mm -hmm. why do you like this you idiot yeah, well, you suck. You shouldn't like that. Your Doesn't opinion's wrong. Well, his opinions are wrong about a lot of things. That's true. I mean, Josh is just wrong. So, I mean, yeah. It, it doesn't It saying. doesn't even phase me anymore. When did it ever... Do, nothing phases If me. I knew it hurt you, I wouldn't <laughs> say it. Vir- virtually nothing phases Josh. <laughs> yeah, take like, a compliment. Nothing. I don't know if that's a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Uh, AJ, are you playing anything else? Uh, Monster Hunter has kind of derailed a lot of things that we played. Yeah, I'm on a kind of a weird schedule now with work too, so I'm like not home at the same time you guys are all the time. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. I recently finished Celeste. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had way more. I had a great time with that game more than I expected to. Great game. Um, I enjoyed that more than Meat Boy. You guys, we talked about Meat Boy a lot. I want to get year. out there and say we should not be comparing those anymore. By the way, just because of how old Meat Boy is, that's an argument I like. Kind of held on to. We don't. We don't. I, mean, I don't. Without nope, nope. Last thing. I'm allowed to Meat say Boy, I enjoyed one more than the that's other. That's fine. That's fine. But comparing a soup, a new game to an old game, especially Celeste, would not exist without Super Meat Boy. It, it is very. Uh, just let's it's give a it a very true statement. Let's give it its due. Okay. But. Anyways, with as much as you guys talked up Meat Boy and my lack of enjoyment of it, I didn't... Switch version is bad. I didn't anticipate to enjoy Celeste as much as I did. We'll say that. Mm. I Again, I actually think they're very different games anyway. Like, structure and everything. Yeah. I just mean platformer. I don't know. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Super Mario World is better than Celeste. <laughs> you know, like let if yeah. you want to do that. Yeah. Whoa now. Anyway. No, that's a bad argument for me anyway, because I complained about Super Mario World like what, thirty episodes ago or something. Anyway, Celeste is great. We don't need to we argued about that off air plenty of times. Uh I just started Owlboy. Yeah, which I'm was to play co- that. 
was kind of billed as another. They called it a story-driven platforming adventure game. It's Metroidvania, is that, I think. Is what? Is it? I thought it was. Yes. Yeah. It's way it more of a Metroidvania than it is a platformer. I'll say. A Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Uh, I don't know if I'd. Co- I don't know. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Are you trying to distinguish between Metroidvania and Pathfinder? No, it's just the more I'm thinking about it, the more I don't know that it is a Metroidvania. I, I actually didn't think it was, but I sort of don't know much about Owlboy. The levels are designed like a Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Like the verticality of them. Except if you go back. I ha- well, I haven't played enough to be able to, but I have. Okay. Are you coming um, across the doors that you cannot access? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but I go talk to someone and the door opens. That's not a Metroidvania, then. No. And the com- I can see the comparison because you are getting items that mm-hmm. help similar, but I feel like it's more linear, kind of, than Metroidvania. That's kind um, of what I've thought since I've heard about it. The yeah. the levels are designed like a Metroidvania would be with like a door with like a giant stacked like vertical level with like doors that are like leading all the way up to the top. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But specifically level design. That's interesting. They're no. It's weird because Owlboy can fly. So like you're not yeah. jumping like back and forth up to the door. Like you literally just jump once and then you can like kind of float your guy up to wherever he needs to be. Yeah. And. Um, it has shooting in it. I didn't really think that it had shooting. I don't know. You, like, carry a person and they shoot, right? Yeah, so Owlboy, like, has, his feet can carry this other guy, and, like, he just teleports to you whenever you hit a button, and then you basically have a cannon, an arm cannon. But I think there's multiple characters you carry. I, I could see that. I haven't really yeah. played a ton of it yet. Yeah. Um. You're just... playing this on Switch, though, which... I believe Owlboy is only on PC and Switch. As of right now. I'll say this. I've been playing mostly mobile. It does have a little slowdown in places. Well, because you said it's beautiful. That's the main thing I want to say about Owlboy. I I saw some screenshots, and I've been playing a lot of the, I don't know, 16-bit, 18-bit. I don't know how to even describe the retro-looking games anymore. Retro games pretty much anymore, yeah. On the Switch, because I, I use it a lot mobile in handheld mode. So, like, those smaller games like Axiom Verge and yeah. Celeste and Meat Boy, like, they're good on for that format, in that yeah, format for me. definitely. So, uh, I had seen Owlboy had some pretty good reviews, uh, mostly 9 or 10s. Mm-hmm. And you know that description that I read to you guys, story-driven platform adventure game, sounds cool to me. Yeah. And uh, I saw some screenshots, and it looked like you know a retro-looking game, like Shovel Knight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I opened it up, it is gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. the it's the best pixelated game I've ever played, easily, hands down. Crazy. I didn't play Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, that's my that's mine, I think, personally. I feel like it's the first game that I've played where like some games like Celeste, for example, use that sixteen bit, eight eight bit, whatever it is. It's sixteen, I think. Very specifically overscanned large pixels. Okay. Yeah. Like Axiom Verge too, also. Yeah, yeah. And they use it as an art style, whereas this mm-hmm. 
kind of just uses pixelated, like it, it, nothing looks sixteen bit. It's just pixelated art. Yeah. Is, do you do you, st- do you understand the difference I'm trying to? I know what you're talking about. Yes. Is it's it... like hyper detailed. Yes. But you can yes. clearly you can you clearly if you see look pixels. close enough you can see the pixels. But yeah. the thing that they did with Owlboy is everything is animated. So like it's not just a still environment. Like the clouds are floating. The yeah. grass freaking blows back and forth like while you're just sitting there. Yeah. So like you you don't really get the impression of how good it looks from looking at a screenshot of it. You kind of have to see it in motion. Gotcha. And just presentation wise, like all the music is like super super orchestral, hmm. and every room has different music. And I've kind of been blown away by the presentation of it right off the bat. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that that's really cool. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it other than that. Um, it's been really easy so far, and I don't know that I anticipate it to be difficult. No, at all. It yeah. kind of seems like walk here, talk to this person. They tell a couple jokes, tell you to go I'm, there. You walk there. Like I, I'm trying I, to think. Maybe of... when I get farther into it, it'll be a little. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a more modern side scroller honestly retro style that's that's challenging anymore. it plays it plays uh, like a an old zelda game except for it, this the level structure is like metroid well, if that yeah. makes any sense like the item procurement is more like zelda than metroid hmm. where like okay. you go and there there's like word bubbles that pop up and they're like oh you need to get 500 coins to get this i don't know yeah just you need rem- to get the hook shot to shoot from Yeah, feet. yeah. It just reminds <laughs> me of a Zelda game more than it reminds me of a of a Metroid game. Yeah. Or you have so. some difficult parts, Nick. Yeah, the- yeah, you're right. Ori. Ori in the Blind Forest. Um fantastic game. Really? Uh is it available is, on Switch? That is a very good game. It's an Xbox uh, exclusive. It 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 is an it is an X I played on PC. I played on PC. Yeah. Um Xbox, What's Windows, an Xbox whatever. Exclusive? I forgot about. I forgot that it was exclusive because the second one's supposed to come out this year, isn't it? Yeah. Did you guys yeah, play? Uh, right. You guys play Boy and His Blob? No. That's another one that's like been on my backlog for like. That's a really an old long one. Time. Yeah. They remade it, right? I think they gave it away on PS Plus at some they point did. a long time ago. That's how I have it, and I've always been like looking at it in my library. And like, mm, I wonder if I'd enjoy that. Hey. Yeah. You weren't playing a hundred hours of of Monster Hunter. You could be playing these other games. Yeah, you could. You could be playing a lot of games. <laughs> uh, I have not hated on my hundred hours of Monster Hunter yeah. for one minute. It's been fantastic, and I, I've I'm gonna. I think this year I'll probably uh, play some more long format games than I. Cool. Monster Hunter is the first game I put over hundred hours in. Probably. I yeah. I almost never reached that point actually. Uh, yeah. I think I think Witcher three I might have got there after everything though, so I think I yeah, have two hundred in Witcher. I think. How is that possible? So how are you gonna hate I, on I me I then, dog? Two fifty. That's a lot. Yeah. I went to like every question mark and did every side quest. It's either two fifty or one fifty, but I want. I think it was two fifty. That's nuts. I'm gonna. I feel like check. I'm gonna check after this. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, or is you still? On, how would you check? Uh, Xbox app. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a launching off point with the Switch, at least, that I want to talk about real quick because I think this game is very cool. Uh, 
I played Subsurface Circular this morning. Um, That's a Switch game. It came out on Switch recently. I remember yes. you talking, you saying that you were going to play that, but I didn't really know what that was when you said that. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Cool. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, Subsurface Circular is from Mike Bithell, an indie developer who made Thomas Was Alone in Volume. I said this last week. Thomas Was Alone, great little platformer. Don't know he what was, that is. He was in this. He was one of the, he was one of the early era indie success stories like uh maybe the second wave let's call it um little platformer with a narrator that was very awesome british guy told a really cool story about ai in the most basic of ways you just play shapes thomas was alone you love ai games i do thomas was alone very cool very simple but a lot more engaging than you would expect just looking at it so i've been wondering why that is not on switch because it absolutely should be. Um, so that was his first game, and it was awesome. Volume was a Metal Gear VR mission uh, fan game, basically. Also fucking awesome. Super underrated. Um, that's on PlayStation and PC and stuff. It might be on Xbox, too. But also worth checking out. Now, Subsurface Circular was this like little mini-game that they released out of nowhere. Uh, and I just heard him talk about it. I think I'm repeating myself from last week. I, I just heard him talk about it recently that they worked on it in the background. And they were like, okay, we have something here. Let's actually release this. And they didn't do any marketing for it. They didn't do anything. They just cleaned it up, did some animations for it, and were like, hey, surprise, here's this game. And it's on, like, iPad. It came out on iPad and PC, I think, first. Um, it is a text adventure. That's it. It's very simple. It took me maybe two hours to complete. Uh, I played it in one sitting. It's about AI again, uh, but it's it's really cool how it's done. So you the the title is based around it takes place entirely on a, a subway, basically uh, this this far future version of a subway loop. Uh, and they even made a joke like we shouldn't have called it subsurface circular because it's annoying to say and it's kind of confusing and doesn't convey anything about the game because <laughs> who calls who calls that a subway that yeah but, but that's a pretty uh, i kind of like it though it's actually it's a, a pretty sci-fi name for a subway which is it cool. Is. yeah it's cool so the game the game takes place entirely on this subway it is only text-based you are never moving a character around you are just picking between dialogue choices and you play as a robot detective and you pretty much only ever hang out on this subway train or underground solving crimes um the the setting of the universe is humans have got to the point where there are just robots doing a lot of things uh they have completely replaced menial tasks and lower level labor jobs even even some higher level jobs and that's something that is constantly talked about with artificial intelligence research today so it's a it's a really cool setting and all you do is talk to other robots this the whole game is you conversing with other robots trying to solve this like mini mystery and it's really well done it's really well written they managed to put in like puzzles within just dialogue choices and it's fucking cool 
Like, I, I loved it so much. I love how it looks, like, how the robots are uh, designed. Like, the art direction is super cool. It, they're 3D models. They move around, but it's really limited. Like I said, you're not moving or anything. You're just, you're sitting on the subway. You'll get to a stop. You talk to a few of them. They'll get off. Some new ones will get on. You learn more about them. And it's it's super, super unique, I think. And it's it's a perfect Switch game. I think it's like maybe two hours long. Six dollars? It costs like nothing. Highly, highly recommend people check it out. I think you should check it out, AJ, with if you have time. Yeah. When you're do have when you have time for your Switch. But um Yeah, this it looks best, weird. It is really, really something, I think. And and it's it's even more interesting how quickly they made it and how they made it completely in, in the shadows. Like with no, with no marketing or anything. Like it, it's just really cool. It's a cool story, and Mike Bithell and his team, like three out of three, fantastic little games. And my favorite part about this one, Subsurface Circular, <laughs> in case you're not paying attention to the weird name, uh, it all of all three of his games are tied together, and they have this one unifying narrative, and I think that is awesome. Like, they are completely different games. They have total impact on each other, and that is just so impressive. And that's, like, one thing that I never hear about when people talk about his games is that they're all tied together. And, like, as I was playing this this morning, and that's, like, one of them is really on its face and very obvious that they, they even talk about Thomas from Thomas Was Alone. But, like, there's another reference to volume and then, like, the events of this game that pertain to volume, like, as I was learning and figuring that out, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is crazy. Like, it's so, it's so cool when developers do that, and it's, like, not that common. Yeah. So, that, it's, it's awesome. I highly recommend it, even on its, on its own, if you didn't play the other two games. I think it's, it's cool on its own, but, yeah. It's not on. Subsurface Circular. It must only be on iPads, because it's not on the App Store. Oh, not on phones. Hmm. I definitely would have thought it would at least be on a phone. Yeah, I just checked. Unless it's just I'm not surprised. out yet. Yeah, I'm surprised. But play it on your Switch, I think, is probably the, the place to play it now. Or no, PC, I, I guess. iOS but. store tends to be more expensive than like the Switch store anyways. For it, uh, I, I believe that. It just came out on Switch, too, I think, like two weeks ago. It's like pretty recent. So, um, yeah. Highly, highly recommend that. I was, I, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. It has a lot of, it has a great just overall style. It has really cool music. The way that it does the music is really weird too. Like, there's no music really in the game other than when it transitions between chapters. But then there's this one type of robot that comes in almost every chapter that is wearing headphones and only listening to music, and you can't talk to them, like. You'll try to you'll try to have a conversation with them and they'll just ignore you. And in the background, like when you're talking to them, the music's real loud. But then when you're talking to other people, the music's muted. But it's but it is background music and it's it's done so well. Like it works really well and somehow makes sense that there just isn't music always playing in the background. Like it's like this weird little uh what's the word I'm looking for? Feature, I guess. I don't know. But Speaking yeah, of I, background music, yeah, I've 
about halfway through Hotline Miami 2 right now. Nice. Which features some excellent background music. Yes, I listen to that soundtrack still pretty often. And a surprisingly coherent story for as wacky as the first one was. Yep. I mean, I'm still trying to piece it together a little bit, but... It actually ends up making a lot of sense, which is really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely think it's uh, more unforgiving than the first game, though. It's hard. It's very hard. I've gotten... I've cheaply died at the very end of levels a good amount of times. But we don't need to say much about that. And just just thought I'd give it a plug. It's a good game. How far are we into this episode? Uh, we're about an hour and fifteen, so I think we should maybe wrap it up. Start wrapping some things up. There's some other stuff to talk about real quick. Uh, before we get too far, I do want to acknowledge um, Jesse again wrote into feedback at two podcast dot com asking about more Kingdom Come Deliverance stories. I love the idea. I wish I could deliver this week. I just don't have one. I barely played the game this week. Um, so thank you, Jesse, for appreciating the stories from that game because it is and Just very so you funny. guys know, 2v1 um, is the premier place for Kingdom Come Deliverance. Fuck everybody. Because no, just, no just one fuck is everybody talking about for not, that. not playing that. No one talks about that game. The, the only thing I heard about it on was Game Informer, who actually gave it there, it's due. You're, you're the lead and in the market, bro. Like, you, you, you got a cornered, man. You should be happy. You should be happy. Yeah. About it. I wish. I wish more people were listening to us talk about it. <laughs> hey, if you like Kingdom Come, <laughs> and if you know someone that you think would like Kingdom Come, tell them about Two V One Podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 gaming press around that game is fucking irritating. But um, whatever. I don't have any stories from that this week because all I played with that game was with the HD texture pack, which didn't do anything. They they did a they did a free update to that game that they added a whole bunch of things and they added like better visuals. And I spent two hours messing around seeing if I noticed the difference and really it just made my PC run slower. So I didn't really see the benefit in that. So that was kinda lame. But I don't have the best PC, so if I did it probably looks fantastic. Um, but yeah, maybe a story next week <laughs> if I get to put cool. more time into it. Yeah. Uh, but there is a remaster of Red Faction Gorilla happening. It's not a remaster, Nick. What is it, Josh? It's a remaster. Remastered. Remarsterd. <laughs> Remarsterd. It's such a bad name. Did they really call it like that? It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's great. No, I think it's It's great. funny. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good to be like all in on we're we're making this dumb name. I agree. Yeah, it'll it's very They'll probably very get more people talking about it with that than they would just saying we have a remastered version of the game. So I guess that's Agreed. From a from a public relations standpoint, that's probably a good decision. Yeah. Red Faction Gorilla, a much loved two V one game. Uh I'm really excited to play that again. It's like Fortnite without the I shooting. Would... I would definitely not spend time playing that game again, though, like, personally. But, um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Don't you run around the, with a pickaxe, like, in Fortnite? At, at some of the best multiplayer. You run around with a hammer. Uh. And you just tear down buildings. It's like, it sounds like Fortnite. Uh, yeah. You don't you build, don't build though. So it's the yeah. opposite, I guess? Well, you do well, both in Fortnite. I don't build in Fortnite, either. <laughs> you gotta get building. That's how you get better. 
Oh man, a, a a battle royale mode in that would be kind of fun. Battle royale, battle royale mode in every video game ever. That's the that's what we're that's the coming storm. That's what I we're think. working towards for sure here. Yeah, I do not think that would be fun in Red Faction. Battle royale <laughs> mode and RPG elements, and we have one. We're we're nearing the earth. Yeah, game, the ultimate. Yeah, game. for sure. Yeah. Well, what, but anyway, you can play Red Faction Gorilla again. That'd be a fun thing. <laughs> that'd be a fun thing to dive into one day. Is like what all would go into that. That would be kind of interesting. Uh, I, I'm I sort of like the idea of that F- experiment. File it for the backlog for a, a slow news week. Yeah, I think that yeah. game's coming out in a year or so. What is that game? Cyberpunk 2077. No, no, it's just gonna be a sci-fi Witcher. Uh, yeah, there it is, the perfect game. We are not talking about the perfect game. We're talking about the game that combines virtually every system it could possibly combine. I uh, I heard a lot of people started starting to talk about, actually probably just Beastcast, I think, was talking about Horizon as as being that a little bit. And I haven't played like a vast majority of games, so like... Maybe it wasn't that for me, which is probably why. Wait, I... let's clarify. What are we? What are we saying? Horizon is getting closer to that er game of having elements from. Mm. I don't know. Jeff Backlar was talking about that, and I was like, oh. I think I think Horizon is pretty standard fare, honestly. Yeah, that's that's I don't, what I don't know. that's what they're saying. Hmm. Like it has it has the elements that are in. I don't know. I'm making the comment that games are more and more putting the same systems. Yeah. So Beastcast made that comment about Horizon that maybe as a knock against that game is it didn't do anything on its own. Like mind blowing. Everything that it did, it did well. I'm I'm not I'm not complaining on it. Uh, That was one of my most beloved games of last year. Uh, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Move on. Er games. No, I know. I. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think that's just a pretty standard RPG, not, not really an argument for the thing we're okay. talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Josh, any more on Red Faction? <laughs> no, no, no. Remastered. Uh, Remastered. When does that come out? I'd actually, we probably should either have May that. or July. So, so it's kind of pretty soon. soon. Yeah. Yeah. That is, is that one of the whole THQ Nordic things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just re just buy the property and re-release everything THQ made. That's a it's a great generation. business move because it's you need a place to play old games nowadays. That we've we've surpassed a point in time where games aren't fun to go back to anymore. Yeah, I mean if you have to pull out your PS3 or or your 360, yeah, it, you're uh, right. Like they we've surpassed where they're not fun anymore. They are fun now, is what I was trying to say. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I like I mean, they're good enough yeah. that if you have time to play in a and you can play on your living room TV a game from ten years ago, a lot of times you're like, well, this game is still pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a good time in video yeah. games. All I'm saying, I don't know. it is. It's a good time to be playing video games for sure. Uh, remember No Man's Sky? No, I've heard of it. It's coming out on Xbox finally, and Switch. And wait. No. That would be that would be hilarious. I don't, I don't know that that's true. I was just speculating. It's not. It's not. But I bet they're working on that actually. 
yeah, No Man's Sky finally coming to Xbox for all the people that probably don't even care anymore. But it's also getting another big update that they didn't say virtually anything about, and they put together a trailer where they just show some Are you going to be able to hunt beasts? <laughs> Maybe. That'd be, that'd Maybe. be fun. You can't really do... You have a gun, and like you could kill the wildlife, but there was no reason to, because there's not really a reason to do a whole lot of anything in No Man's Sky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, it's going to get some big update and it's coming out on Xbox and, uh, stay tuned for more of the never ending saga of, no of Man's them Sky. trying to fix, of trying to fix that game. Yeah. You need to just give it up. I think they need to give it up too and just do something else. Who's the but, dev behind or, that? Hello Games. So it's their only project they've ever had. They need to, they're going to die. They did. They're going to die in this hill alone. They did. They are. They did. Uh, I mean, they did other small stuff prior to and like contract work, I think. But yeah, um, I really think they should just take a completely new stab and call it No Man's Sky Two or a yeah. new game or something. Yeah. But similar ideas, yeah. Every Man's Sky. Every yeah. The Ur game. The game that reaches for the sky. I sure. couldn't think of anything fast enough. Uh. I didn't put these two on. I forgot. Hellblade is also coming out on Xbox. Meh. Yeah, very big meh. But when? I don't remember seeing a date. Okay. But it is coming to Xbox. Good information. 2v1, your number one source for release dates. And uh, these are the free games for PS Plus only? Yes. Yep. Mad Max and Trackmania? Yes. Yeah, I'll check out Trackmania. Sounds right. You won't play any time or put any time into track. Yeah, I'll, I'll at least check it out. It looks okay. <laughs> yeah. Mad Max was a good game. It was an okay game. I never played that. I don't. It's not really worth. I don't playing. need more to play, but yeah, that's like probably the lowest on the list to put time into. I think it has some cool. The lowest things, on what but, uh, list? My list. Your list. Every everybody's list. The everybody. The list of the two list. games that comes out in, very in next month on PS PS Plus is it the lowest on that list? <laughs> It's the low. It, yeah, I think Trackmania is more interesting <laughs> than Mad Max. Uh, I don't know what the gold games are. I wasn't even thinking about that. wasn't prepared. The, we mentioned um, them last week. It was The Witness and something else. We did not mention those last week, did we? thought we did. We talked about them. It's cool uh, that The Witness well, is... I didn't know that. I'll look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. Grab The Witness for Xbox for am, sure. Am I crazy or did the Xbox games switch like mid-month, not... They, they do. I always yeah, hear about what the games are, and then I look for like three weeks to fu- to. It's those stupid. games that get announced, and they're never there. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, "Hey, you're gonna miss this." There's like two days left. I don't know why they do that. It's stupid. Yeah, it's just confusing, and then yeah, it's it's bad. I don't. They shouldn't do that. Every <laughs> every user interface decision Microsoft has Xbox. ever made with the Xbox is bad. Xbox is a raging fire it, of trash I, at all times. Like, oh, Jesus. Every time I get on there, I can't figure out how to do what I want to do. It doesn't matter what it is. If I'm trying to launch a game, if I'm trying to yeah. find the gold games of the month, if I'm trying to get to a friend to do a chat, it doesn't matter what I'm trying to accomplish on the Xbox user interface. I can't do it. And then once you learn it, if you happen to learn it, it changes in two yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, it's the, baffling is what I, it is i think i think about how much i don't use my xbox every day <laughs> uh anyway um i think that's gonna do it though is that it 
Is that all we got? Yes, uh, I think so. Okay. I don't think there's anything else. My, uh, I want to complain about my something. notes for uh, my notes for uh, what the what's the game? Evil Dead? Not Evil Dead. That's a great movie. Evil Within. Evil Within Two oh, Evil are Within. still sitting here waiting to be read. We don't need to nah. do that. Nah. I don't think anybody cares anymore. Uh, you want to you want to spoil it real quick? Nah, we don't have time. I I'm, I do want to say that that game it's a great yeah, game is really effing good. Evil Within Two, great game. Yeah, and Sebastian Castellanos is probably the greatest name for a character. Prote- He's cool. protagonist. Yeah, with, that's a good. That is a good name. It's a good video game name. I wish more people played that game. I I, I do not think many. I did. think more people should play it too, which is kind of why I wanted to give it its due diligence. But it's all right. Well, that's the thing is I don't. We don't need to do an entire other episode for it because nobody played yeah. it. <laughs> We had one listener, shout out Bobby, who actually played that, um, that we heard from. So, yeah, uh, it's a great game, still worth playing. It's it's but, a um, modern Resident Evil for sure. Modern Resident yes. Evil Four for sure. Yeah, specifically yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, I just want to complain real quick about PUBG, and then we'll be done. Sending um, them off with a complaint. Been, I, I wouldn't know any other way I mean, for you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like, what? what is this show and me talking? <laughs> um, every statement I make. But PUBG, you know, it's fantastic. It's great. I've been playing it a little bit more. Trying to stream it. Thank you to those tuning in to twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. I will fix that at some point because I do want to stream that game. Um PUBG's great. It's better than Fortnite, objectively. And they fucked up. Like, they they just fucked up. And it's a really small thing that just rubs me specifically the wrong way. I bet a lot of people don't really care Keys that much. for traits. Yes. You cannot retroactively put that into something when it did not work that They did way. that with, uh, what's the car game? Rocket League? Rocket League. They did that with Rocket League, too. They retroactively well, put it into that game, didn't they? Rocket League's a little different, and and you're right, they did. Uh, but it works differently in Rocket League, where as you level up in Rocket League, you get stuff anyway. And you get to a point probably where you unlock everything, but you still get stuff. Um, PUBG, you'd never get anything. Ever. With that, <laughs> you'd never get anything without the key. crates. Yeah, uh, well, and, and prior to that, they were free. You would build up points just from playing the game and the better you did in a match the more points you got and every week it would reset how much the crates cost it was actually really smart and you would only get one item from the crate which is fine but it was cool like i really liked how did it was you done. have the option to buy if you wanted like you, you could no. you couldn't spend real money no they they took a long time to even bring in any money which was also super crazy like while this game was taking off they didn't really implement that until it had really reached its peak which was smart but it was crazy how long it took for that to happen and even then it was totally optional now what is very insidious slimy yeah is that still works the same way still build up your battle points whenever you go to purchase a crate you may or may not get one that needs a key you don't really have a choice and that's fucking gross as so hell. So you have you buy a crate, you get one that needs a key, you have to buy the key or the crate's no good. You spent money and it's wow. Well, 
now, let me be clear. You're not spending money on battle points. I don't. I still don't think you can just buy battle. Okay, points. so you you still earn the points to buy the crate with. Yes. And you, but you now you could possibly get one that you have to pay money to unlock. Yep. It's like a loot box within a loot box. Yep. Well, I don't understand what the obsession is with loot boxes and making them so convoluted with what you earn and like what. Are they trying to like I think this this is a step too far. And and I can't believe I didn't even know about this or hear about this unless I just wasn't paying attention cuz I stepped away from the game for a while, but are you fucking kidding me? Like what? It is it's a loot box in a loot box. They're just like <laughs> that is in, that is insane. They're trying to find wa- so many ways to make that work. It's it's out of control. It's fucking garbage. Like th- this, this should be illegal. I think. Like, you could. Oh, it's so. It's so. It's so. Well, the bad. argument. Like I. The I argument just, that they use about it not being gambling is always that when you buy a loot box, you're guaranteed to get something. Whereas, right, gambling. But I guess it still applies here because you're bu- you're buying the you're guaranteed to get a loot you're box. You're buying the loot box of battle points, not real money. And then when you buy the key, you're guaranteed to ah this it's it's not good. No point. And I don't know how this works on Xbox right now. The only small consolation to this on PC is those loot boxes are Steam items, so you can sell them. So. There is this weird little loophole of loophole, yeah, of like technically you can convert it to real money, which is like really crazy, and legally not through some like weird third party like people do with Rocket League, but like also that kind of stuff though jacks up the game because that's why you got bots playing the game earning freaking loot boxes oh. and keys oh, so yeah. that people can make money oh, yeah. off it. So that's not a good decision is- either. That is absolutely what happened and why that game is riddled with yes, bots. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. Like they somebody on that end and I doubt it's player unknown himself, but somebody in that secret room around the mahogany table is really really trying to push the limits here. <laughs> and it's it's fucking gross. So we say it all the time. If you're playing PUBG, please do not buy keys. Just don't don't do it. buy loot boxes. Just don't period. Do that d- just don't that buy practice in games needs to die. They need to be discouraged yeah. from that because it's it's actively ruining game development. Yeah, it's like they're still cosmetic. You know, this is it, it's all cosmetic in PUBG. You know, it's not pay to win, but I've said it one billion times. Everybody is probably quit listening to us and unsubscribed after this conversation. But like, I want my character to look cool. I want to get things to out, put an outfit on my character. If it's a free to play game, it's a little different. Fortnite, you pretty much have to pay into that stuff. PUBG costs money and overwatch costs money. You can still earn stuff in overwatch though. PUBG, you basically can't earn anything anymore. And it's just fucking. I don't, I don't even want to get into so. it's okay here, it's not okay there, it's okay here. No, it's I know, not I agree. Okay there. It's just, it's You're not right. okay. It's actively yeah. ruining game development. People are finding ways to make money off of it. They're doing things that are actively hurting the user experience of this game. And yeah. that decision to put that in the game to to make people 
people do that is bad. It, it's it's ruining the game, and you ruin yeah. your own game by doing that. I hope I hope that you earn the money that's worth ruining your game for by putting that in there because you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I that that's what I I was just astounded that I had never heard this. Like I texted you guys immediately, and you probably were like, "What the? F- what are you talking about?" Yeah, it's about? disappointing. And and then yeah, so it's just it's fucked up, <laughs> frankly. So, uh, but there's I'm off my soapbox there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Climb down and and your so- we're all we're all off the. Can soap I uh, can I make a request uh, for sure. the the end credit music? Oh, weird request, but can I? Sure. On the air. Now you have to do it. I'm putting you on the spot. I was gonna say, why does it have to be on the I, air? I, I want you to out. put. I want to put you on the spots that it has to be there. Mm, maybe I'll surprise you. Let me get some Hotline Miami too for the closeout. Oh, it's been a long time. I could, I could do some you Hotline. Could, you music. could. There's plenty you could choose from. Let me let me get some of that. Yeah, I think we only talked about it on one episode because I was the only one playing it, and then Alex played it later. He. T- I talked so. to him about it a little bit ago. He said he sat down in one afternoon and like played the whole thing in one day. Yeah, I was like, oh my! I don't yeah. know that I could take that punishment. I'm trying to. It's do crazy because because that. that one's long too. The second one's like double the length of the first one. I looked least, on how long to beat. It only said like seven and a half hours, but I put a good bit into it already, and I'll be way past that at my final playtime just because of how many times it takes to yeah complete something. Yeah, that's a game that's not on Xbox still. I think randomly anyone who's interested in playing those games uh get them get them on pc on pc well yeah yeah playing with a mouse would probably be ideal it's it's fine with the controller trust me i have played them both but the reason i think it's cool to get them on playstation is because they're literally on sale every time they do a flash sale like you can get both one and two for like five bucks and yeah. they're so worth five dollars. Totally. So. Totally. That's again that I that was always I brought that up because Josh, you never got around to playing it, which I was always super surprised by. I still I will at some point. Maybe that's yeah. the other game I'll buy with my code I have. Yeah. Um, we need to end this episode. I need to get Chick Fil A. <laughs> need. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And uh, as I said before, if you have not left us a rating or review on iTunes, please do that. It takes seriously no time at all. You can just do a rating. You don't have to do a review. Uh, you can find me streaming twitch.tv slash lost in contraption. Uh, thanks to those that tune in and have been tuning in and sticking with me as I just suddenly find problems with streaming. Like, so frustrating. I don't know why that's happening. Um, the uh... Continuing to play Subnautica. Subnautica is fucking nuts. But uh, you can uh, check out my archives there, too. But I'd rather you look at them on my YouTube channel and give me a subscribe there if you have not. If everybody that listens to us every week just went and hit subscribe on my YouTube channel, I could have the name Nickhead. I do not have that name secured oh, no. for my channel Give name. him the Nickhead. Yeah, and I have, I have like been stuck at the same amount of subscribers forever. I only need a like 20 more to get to that point so oh, wow come on 20 he can get 20 20 not hard definitely no i i know the numbers if you listen to this and you don't ever even go on youtube or watch anything i do just go please just give me a subscribe that's it you don't even have to well, 
pay attention, turn off your email alerts. I don't care if you don't watch anything. We'll give you another whiff punish video if you if you get Nick the Nickhead name. We we do need to do that at some point. But uh yeah, so please do that, YouTube. Search for Nickhead. I do come up when you search for me. It's just not the official channel name. Um, don't need to plug anything. You can else. plug my wife's blog. You can do that. Popcornreviews.com. Check it out. She got cool stuff on there. Yeah. Geek, Geek chic. chic. That's what she does. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and I think that's gonna do it. I don't have anything else. Um, don't know what's on the horizon next week. Actually, didn't even think that far ahead. But uh. Probably just more Far Cry and Nino Cooney. Far Cry and Nino. There's um, nothing that comes out. That's, I can't. I feel think like Tropical right Freeze sure. is vastly approaching us. Did either of you guys play that? I did not, and I will play that. And I think you're right. I think that is coming. Uh, May. 4th. That might be in the. That might be in the summer. May it's in May. 4th. I thought it was okay. a. So I thought it was an April game. Next thing might not be until God of War. Actually, that's only three weeks. Two yeah, less than that. Well. Extinction. What does, Extinction. Oh, right. I'll let you be the guinea pig on that one. But, um, yeah, uh, this episode is long and is over now. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. See you guys. <laughs> I was going to say Josh answered for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>